This is the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by Matty Ice. And now, your host, Matty Ice. Happy Wednesday and welcome back to an episode of the Soulfully Casual Podcast brought to you by Matty Ice Media. As always, I am your host, Matty Ice. Hope everybody's having a great hump day. In my opinion, it's always awkward to call it that, but I kind of get why they call it that. It actually is one of the funniest commercials I think I've ever seen. And it was right around the time my wife and I were just getting together. I think we'd been together maybe a little bit less than a year. And I remember being on TV and the camel, you know, doing its spiel, talking about what day it was. And I think the funniest aspect of it was the fact that you knew what they were going to say. You knew where the joke was going. And sometimes when you know where the joke is headed before you actually get to the punchline, it ends up making it funnier. So uh, I hope everybody is happy and healthy. And I would first like to make a shout out to all my listeners out there. Uh, you are keeping the show going. You are keeping the show full of content. And I definitely appreciate it. Um, on the announcement front, I guess I should say, um, I've decided to venture off a little bit and add a little bit more of a robust feel to my podcasting voice. Um, I've decided to start a new venture and I debuted the Drippin' Sports podcast with Matty Ice. Uh, I debuted that over the weekend. I'm now three episodes in, so uh, definitely check that out. It is found everywhere you can find this show. It is also found at MattyIceMedia.com and it's really my sports voice. Uh, One of the ways in which I'm able to talk very freely is in the realm of sports. I love sports and I'm able to kind of dive into a lot of the issues, a lot of the sort of in between the lines of sports and I was recording the episode the other day, and I think I said, you know, on this show, that I could start a sports show and, and feel and feel like I could be successful. So I thought about it more, and I decided to do it. So definitely check that out. Um, on the last episode, on episode three, I talked about the Euro 2020. So for my listeners who are not necessarily familiar, uh, in international football or soccer, as we call it here in the states. Uh, there are different sort of sections of the world that have the, almost like their own leagues when it comes to international play, and it's very much you know geographically based. Uh, the U.S. is in CONCACAF, and I don't know exactly what the acronym stands for, but other countries such as Canada, Cuba, uh, Mexico, and so forth are in that. And each of these uh, sort of leagues, if you will, that they have uh, matchups that take place over the course of what is considered a World Cup qualifying cycle. And it helps to, you know, allow the teams to qualify for the World Cup. They end up having to play all the teams in this particular region. And that's what gets them there. So uh, the European teams have the Euro. And it's probably one of the most famous international uh, tournaments in terms of football that I can I can even know about. Um, and at the same time, the Copa America is also happening. And Central America and South America is obviously huge in the football world. And I'm going to call it football from now on. But... Uh, The Euro and the Copa America were both supposed to happen in 2020, and they didn't. Obviously, the COVID-19 pandemic took away many, many things, and one area that it hit hardest was the sports world. So many of these tournaments are now sort of playing catch-up. It's almost like a a postponed game in baseball. They're sort of making it up because the World Cup is still happening in 2022, and these teams need to know whether they're going to make it or not. So I'm very excited about it, mainly because the action and the quality of play in these tournaments is just so high. Uh, Generally speaking, the teams that make it are some of the best teams in the World Cup event or, you know, making the World Cup, but also just in the world. And um, so 
the biggest news I think coming out of it has nothing to do with any of the uh, results on the field. So at the very start of this, um, a player on the on the Denmark team, Christian Eriksen, collapsed in the middle of the game. Uh, there was a throw-in, which is a play that happens very, very frequently in the game. Uh, he went to go receive the throw-in and began to look woozy, uh, started to be wobbly, and he collapsed. Uh, by all accounts, he had cardiac arrest or a heart attack on the field. Um, also from the accounts, one of his teammates had the wherewithal at the time in the middle of this match. They've trained their whole life to get here, and he knew to get him in the recovery position, and he knew to administer CPR as soon as possible until the paramedics could arrive. Now, all these tournaments, generally speaking, have uh, paramedics on standby, and that's you know, a necessary thing. One thing Cleveland and I've talked about when it comes to like backyard wrestling or backyard boxing is they don't have the right medical professionals there in case of an emergency or in case somebody gets truly hurt. And that is a liability issue uh, to no end. But in this particular case, his life was saved because his teammate, one, knew what to do, and two, had the wherewithal uh, to start CPR, to start, you know, chest compression. So uh, thankfully at this point, um, Mr. Erickson is alive. He was saved. Um, from all accounts, too, he was considered, quote, gone. And I take that to mean clinically dead, that his heart had stopped. Uh, but they were able to resuscitate him and revive him. And I believe the other day he just tweeted or posted a picture on social media thanking the fans and letting them know that he's okay. Um, personally, that was a very scary moment for me. And why is that? Well, if you've listened to the show for any significant amount of time, you know that I've been open about my weight loss journey and how that started. And it started with a cardiac event. Um, it basically started with a mild heart attack. And when I hear instances like this happening to athletes, it hits home very, very much for me. I was given a second chance in life. I was given an opportunity to see that there was another way of living my life, that I could better myself, reprioritize things, and essentially save myself from having another event like this. Um, I also had put myself at risk because I had gained so much weight. I was not taking care of myself. These athletes are taking care of themselves. They are in peak physical condition, especially today's athlete where nutrition and exercise and just everything we know about science now helps the athlete be at their peak, peak, peak. And these soccer players are some of the most conditioned athletes in the entire world. Um, so to see a player collapse that way in such a high profile event uh, and nearly die on the field is horrific. It just is. There's nothing that's going to make you feel used to seeing that. But it brought back a few memories for me. It brought back memories of being a young Celtics fan when I was a kid. I've talked many, many times about being born and raised in Rhode Island, being a New England sports fan, having that sports fandom in some fa fashion, you know, trickle through my familial relationships, most specifically with my dad. And with Father's Day coming up, one plan that I have is to do sort of a highlight and tribute to my father. So you will get to know him a lot more over the course of the next few episodes. But he was a huge Celtics fan. Obviously, he grew up in the 50s and 60s when they were really, really good. Um, he was an adult in the 80s when I was born. So he has seen a lot of winning and he has seen um, a lot of history when it comes to the Boston Celtics. 1993, uh, my grandfather passed away very suddenly from a heart attack. 
Um, I remember being at a Cub Scout meeting and my mom was the leader of our Cub Scout pack. Um, you know, this is back in the day, folks. If you're young and don't know what having a landline is or having a corded phone is, we had a corded phone in the kitchen and it rang during this meeting and I was, you know, with my friends, with the pack and everything and I didn't really care who was on the, on the phone. Uh, I remember my parents being at the end of the hall. I can still visualize this. It's one of the most vivid memories I have. Being at the end of the hall and sort of talking to each other. And I wondered what they were talking about. But my mom came back to the meeting and so forth. And everything went off without a hitch. Uh, everybody left. And my parents sat me down and let me know that my grandfather had passed away. My grandfather passed away, ironically, having a heart attack. Um, and I say ironically because he had just had a stress test at Mass General, which is one of the best hospitals in the world. Um, and everything came out fine. He was told that his heart was in good condition and um, given a clean bill of health. While waiting for the, the T, the subway, uh, to go home, he collapsed and had a heart attack on the subway or on the subway platform and died right there. Um, later that year, a Celtics player named Reggie Lewis um, collapsed on the court during a game. He had basically the same uh, symptoms, if you will, or the same interaction that uh, Christian Erickson had. Looked woozy, dizzy, collapsed. Uh, they took him off the field. They checked him out. They put him back in for a little bit. He still couldn't go. Um, he was checked out by doctors. He was checked out by more than one team of doctors and was told that he had myocardiopathy, I believe it's called. Uh, and that was a career-threatening injury. He was able to get the opinion that he needed from one of the sets of doctors. And he began training for the 1994 season. He was at uh, Brandeis University. Um, he was training there. He was trying to get in shape. He was on the basketball court and he collapsed. Uh, one of the security guards found him, tried to resuscitate him, and was unsuccessful. And Reggie Lewis died of a heart attack in 1994, I believe. So within this whole year, um, my family is hit with tragedy via heart attack. The sports world is hit via Boston sports and a heart attack. And then I personally have one as I'm getting older. So it brought back those memories. It brought back thinking about a player dying. At that time, Reggie Lewis was thought to have been using cocaine. In today's game, that is a lot less likely. In today's world, I guess you could say, athletes that are on drugs is a less and less likely because the amount of money that's at stake, the amount of notoriety that is at stake, and also just what players and teams and organizations know about keeping their players healthy is just so much better than it ever was. I mean, we went from openly taking steroids in the 80s to having a banned substance list that is so extensive that even over-the-counter like um, erectile dysfunction pills can actually pop you a positive on the banned substance list. But in today's world, and I say today's world specifically as it relates to the pandemic world, the first question is, is this player vaccinated? And I know that in the last episode, I talked about confusion when it came to players uh, putting voice to not wanting to get vaccinated, but not going the extra mile to actually give us real reasons and facts and thoughts. Uh, just basically talking around it without identifying themselves as somebody who believes the conspiracy theories out there that we are being, uh, you know, basically tracked via the, the vaccine. I don't know what kind of rhetoric exists in Europe. I don't know what kind of rhetoric exists in Denmark. 
Uh, but the question remains is, first, it was this person vaccinated, number one. The second was, had they had COVID-19 before? And why, why do we ask that, right? Like, okay, what does it matter? Because um, cardiomyopathy or myocardiopathy or whatever it is, um, is considered a possible side effect to having COVID-19. And it happened in young people and athletes. We saw this in college football. There were two players who I believe had to stop their careers because they developed this particular uh, ailment as a result of getting COVID-19. And their careers are over because their life is so much more than sports and playing sports, putting their bodies through that kind of stress could potentially lead to their death. And I think it's a valid question in this case because it definitely is something now that sports in general are going to have to think about. Uh, Dave talked on political football, which uh, debuted today as well, our, our newest episode. Uh, definitely check it out. But we talked about what would happen if, if that were the case. And his hypothesis was that sports in general would almost have to shut down again because they would have to now take the science that we know, take the information that we know about COVID-19, how it's affecting athletes, how it's affecting younger people with these cardiac uh, incidents and really study it and see if there is going to be a large scale issue. Because one of the things that sports doesn't need is uh, their players and their commodities essentially collapsing and dying in front of the general public. Um, we like to think of athletes as immortal. We like to think of them as in their peak physical uh, shape. And in some ways they are that. Uh, the argument was made by some that the athletes didn't need to be taken care of specifically when it related to college football because, well, they're young and they can handle it. Um, one of the things that's not taken into consideration there is possible side effects in this fashion. And while, yes, I will grant you that it's probably a relatively small percentage compared to the total number of professional and international athletes out there, uh, a life is a life. And I've felt that way about the pandemic in general. Uh, I never bought into the idea that, well, it's all old people. A life is a life, and that life means something to somebody. And seeing this player collapse on the field, uh, that player has a family, that player has kids, the fans, and honestly, they have themselves too, right? Like our lives are sacred. We only get one of them. I see far too many people wasted. I see far too many people living such a cavalier lifestyle not realizing the finality of their life at some point in time. Sure, when you're young, everything feels like it's in front of you, but we've seen so many stories of people losing their life at such a young age. I almost did. I almost lost my life at 27. And think about what has happened since then. I'm 38 now. And what would I have missed out on? What would my family have missed out on? What would the world have missed out on, to be honest with you? The world would have missed out on my son, first of all. And that's not a selfish thing for me, but I would like to think that bringing him into this world and doing the job that I know that I'm supposed to do as a parent, I'm going to raise a person who is going to add some kind of value to this world. I have no idea what kind of value that's going to be. I don't necessarily know if he's going to cure cancer or be some Nobel Prize winning scientist or what have you. But what I like to think is that he's going to leave a footprint that is positive on this world. And that would have never happened had I lost my life. I never would have discovered this show. I never would have created this show. We're very, very close to coming up on a year of me 
being the host of Soulfully Casual. And that is an achievement, folks. That would not have happened. I would not have met my wife, who has added so much value and happiness to my life. Uh, so many things wouldn't have happened. And I think about it all the time. I think about everything that has happened since that moment, and I'm thankful for everything that I have. Sounds cheesy, but when you start thinking about it that way, when you start thinking about a near-death experience, an experience that you were told you were lucky to come out of, you start to think and have a different perspective. I do. I know that Cleveland does too. Cleveland and I share that in that we had heart attacks, at not at the same time, but we've had them. We were both given a second chance. Christian Erickson is given a second chance. I don't care if he ever plays soccer again. All I care about is that he is given that second chance and that he takes it and hopefully does some good with it. I don't know anything about him personally, and all I do know is that he is a well-conditioned soccer player, but the fact of the matter is it's a scary situation. It's a scary situation for sports, and it's a scary situation for humans. Every time that I laced up my shoes to go running a marathon, I thought to myself, even though I'm in such good shape now, this could be it. And I remember first meeting my wife and having her ask me, aren't you afraid that something like that could happen? And all I could think of was I'd be dying doing something that I love. And not many people can say that. We don't get to choose the way in which we go out. We don't get to choose that. We are basically handed our fate in a way. And it comes when we least expect it most of the time. For some, we get a terminal illness and we know I have X amount of time left. Most of the time, we don't actually get that luxury. We're not afforded that kind of time, that kind of ability to come to grips with our reality. Christian Erickson almost wasn't afforded that. So some things are bigger than soccer, but I'm so very happy that he is okay. Um, you know, and I, I pray, even though I don't pray a lot, I pray that this is just an isolated incident that he does not have long-term effects from COVID-19. I pray that he's honestly got vaccinated because then we don't have to have that awkward conversation again about another athlete who's not getting vaccinated because, well, they don't know what they want to put in their body. Um, I also hope that the vaccine wasn't the cause of this because there's enough confusion about whether you should get it for some uh, not for me. Obviously, I have it, and I would have gotten it no matter what. Uh, but uh, adding this high-profile story is going to muddy the water so much more to where I think people are going to feel like they are justified. It's going to be confirmation bias to see the vaccine isn't safe, when for a vast majority of human existence, it is safe. Um, so we will find out the details of that. We will see how this goes. Uh, I'm sure the team in Denmark is fired up. I'm sure they want to play for their fallen teammate. And you know what? I'm rooting for them a little bit because it was a scary situation. And from all intents, for all intents and purposes, um, could have gone a lot worse than it actually did. Do you or somebody that you know have experience with this? Uh, have you lost a friend, a family member to a heart attack? Heart disease kills a lot of people every year. It's the number one killer. And I know we like to think it's cancer and we like to think it's some other things, but heart disease in general is a problem. I know a lot of people who suffer from it or who have genetic are genetically predisposed to having it. Uh, some have a different attitude of, well, you know what? I'm just going to live my life. I don't really care. And some like me want to 
basically do everything that I can to prevent it from being the thing that does kill me. It may kill me in the end, but it won't be because I had a lapse in judgment. It won't be because I let it in. It'll be because I did everything that I could. And you know what? That's just the, the hand that I was dealt. If you want to let me know about a story that you had, if this touches you personally, uh, contact the show. First of all, check out MattySmedia.com for all your podcasting needs. Check out the Contact Us page if you want to write us a little note. Uh, on Instagram, we are Soulfully Casual Podcast. Send me a DM. Share a story with me. Um, connection is huge, and this is something that I feel very deeply personal about and would love to know if you've survived an incident like this or you know somebody who has or you know somebody who has died from this and you have gained perspective from it. So I hope this finds everybody happy and healthy. Hope you're out there being safe. I appreciate everybody's time, and I will talk to you on Friday. Soulfully Casual is exclusively owned by Matty Ice and is brought to you by Matty Ice Media 